in the morning, this is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this word that you have for us this morning. We thank you that your word is life-giving. Your word, Father, is quick and powerful and is able to, to divide against soul and spirit and join in marrow. And we pray, Father, that the power of your word will enter, Father, the sincerity of our hearts. And that I, as I minister, I decrease now for the anointing of God to increase, to minister to everyone that's here today. I thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit knows each one of our situations. And no one will leave this place without spiritual direction and answers for their life. I thank you that not only will they leave fed, Father, but they'll leave, Father, with an excitement knowing that if God be for them, who can be against them? In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We've declared that Word of Truth Family Church will be a year of favor for the faithful. Say that with me. Say favor for the faithful. Last week, we started a teaching on the Ten Commandments of Faithfulness. And in order to reap the promise from any principle, there must be faith in what God has said and faithfulness to obey and, and to receive what has been promised. I'm going to say that one more time. In order to, to reap the promise from any principle. Remember now, God's word is full of promises. But those promises have principles that activate the promise. So, in order to reap the promise from any principle, there must be faith in what God has said. And faithfulness to obey to receive what has been promised. So today we're going to continue to look at the Ten Commandments of Faithfulness. And before I do that, I want to reiterate that this year is a year of what? Come on class. Favor for us. Go to Isaiah 61 if you would. Isaiah 61 as I was studying this week. God really prompted me on this. I saw something that I have never seen before. I want to share it with you. Some people think that... uh, Favor is um, sometimes, but when you understand favor from God's word and from his perspective, favor is something that we can walk in on an everyday basis. Amen. And we've defined favor as the granting of what is desired, what is inspired, and what is required by us to be blessed and to be a blessing. Amen. Isaiah 61, I'm starting in verse 1. I'm reading out the King James Version. He says, now, the spirit of the Lord, this was, now watch this. Let me start, let me start by saying this. This was a direct quote from Jesus in the Old Testament, I mean, in the New Testament. And so it says here, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God's spirit is on you too. Amen. He said, the spirit of God is upon me. Why was the spirit of God upon him? And why is the spirit of God upon us? Because the Lord has what? Come on, class. He's what? Now look at your neighbor again and say, neighbor, the spirit is on me and he's, he has, he has anointed me. Amen. When he comes on you, he comes on you to anoint you. And when you find out what you are anointed for, guess what? The devil is in trouble. Amen. 
He said, the Spirit of God is upon me and he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim, watch this now class, watch what else he's saying. He said, the Spirit of God is on me and he's anointed me because he's anointed me to proclaim that this is a, watch, acceptable year of who? Now watch this now, taking notes if you want to write this down. That word acceptable in the Hebrew means four words. It means delight, say delight. It means desire, say desire. It means voluntary will, say that with me, voluntary will. And then the last thing it means, it means favor. And so what Jesus was saying or what the Old Testament was saying here is that when the Spirit of God is on us, he's anointed us. And guess what? It is up to us to proclaim that this is going to be a year of favor. Now, I'm going to prove to you that that word acceptable is the word favor in the Hebrew. I need you now to go to Deuteronomy 33. Go to Deuteronomy 33 very quickly. I'm only saying this because I need you to see and receive that this is going to be a year of favor for the faithful at Word of Truth Family Church. Deuteronomy chapter 33. Are you there? Let's look now in verse 23. And I'm going to show you this word acceptable again, but I'm going to show it to you in a different English word, but it's the same Hebrew word. Deuteronomy 33, look down in verse 23. Are you there? I'm going to start at verse 22. And of Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's whelp. He shall leap from Bashan. Watch verse 23. And of Naphtali. What kind of name is that? I don't know, but don't name your kid that, okay? And of Naphtali, he said, oh, Naphtali satisfied with what? That's that word, acceptable. Now watch what he says. What happens when favor comes? He says, you are satisfied with favor and you are full of what? The blessings of the Lord. When favor comes on your life, you should be full of the blessings of the Lord. Touch your neighbor, say neighbor. I am anointed to have of your favor. Amen. I want to show you something again. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Go to Deuteronomy 6. Let me show you this word acceptable again. Deuteronomy 6. Amen. Listen, you can write this down as a point. You work for finances, but favor is free. Listen to what I said. You work for finances, but favor is free. Amen. Amen. Look in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Let's look now in verse 10. It says, And it shall be when the Lord your God shall have brought you into the land which he swore unto your fathers, to watch this now, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to watch this, all of those who are now Abraham's children, which are us, amen, to give you great and goodly cities. What did he tell us he was going to do? He said he was going to give us the great and goodly cities. He didn't say we'd have to pay for it. Watch what else he says. Which thou buildest not. And houses full of what? All good things which you feel not. And wells that you dig but you did not even dig them. Vineyards and olive trees which you planted not. When you shall have eaten you're going to be full. In other words, favor causes uh, uh, God to bring things into your life. And because favor is free, you don't have to pay for it. And many people are paying for things that God wants to give them. 
And the only reason we do is either one or two things. Either we don't have enough faith to wait on God. We don't have enough faithfulness to serve God because he says, if you obey and serve him, you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Or we're just so selfish. We just eat every seed that comes through our hands. Touch your neighbor. Say neighbor. He ain't talking about me. Now go back, go to Hebrews 13 very quickly. Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. And then I'm going to jump into my commandments of uh, faithfulness this morning. Hebrews. I just feel that you all still need to know that this is going to be a year of favor for the faithful. It's already showing up. We've already seen school loans canceled. Amen. Hebrews 13. Now watch this. Remember Jesus declared that the spirit of the Lord was upon him and had anointed him to preach the gospel and to declare the year of, of, of favor. Watch this now in Hebrews chapter 13, look in verse 8. Are you there? It says, read it with me. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. If Jesus is the same yesterday, today, And forever, when he declared there was going to be a year of favor, then that means 2010 is a year of favor for us because Jesus has not changed. The Bible says that God's word will not change. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word will not pass away. Are you with me? So touch your neighbor again and say, neighbor, he's trying to get you to see this is a year of favor for you. Amen. You know, in Proverbs 26, you can write this down. You don't have to go there. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6, it says that a faithful man is hard to find. Amen. The first commandment I gave last week, and we, we define faithful to mean stability, steady, set in office, and consistent. And so the first commandment that we gave last week was being faithful. Thou shalt remember that being faithful is a blessing and not a burden. And then we listed a commandment number two. It was found in Luke chapter 16, verse 10. And this is what it was. We shall, thou shall remember that faithfulness takes us to new levels where our skill set, our experience, or even our education may not be able to take us. Amen. And if you go in Luke chapter 16 and look in verse 10, you'll see it. And that's what happened to me. And it consistently happens to me. I'm talking to people and I'm connected to people that my education and my experience was not necessarily trained for me to do it. And when favor, when you are faithful and see the scripture. Well, I'm I'm jumping ahead of myself. Let me give you commandment number three, which is where we're starting this morning because I only gave you two last week. Amen. Here's commandment number three. Turn to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 25. And if you want to write down the point, here's what it is. Thou shalt remember. Faithfulness entitles me to wealth from the sinner or the unfaithful without me having to work hard for it at all. I'm going to say it again. Thou shalt remember, faithfulness entitles me. Say entitles me. When you are faithful, it entitles you to wealth of the sinner or the unfaithful without you having to work hard or for it at all. Now, in Matthew, chapter, where I tell you to go? Matthew 25, let me get there. See, uh, I'm going to prove, uh, prove every point that I'm making through God's word so you can see that I'm not making this up. Watch this now. Matthew chapter 25, look in verse 21. Let's look and see if we can see this principle. Matthew 25, are you there? Okay, let's look in verse 21, and then I'm going to jump down from 21 to verse 26, okay? He says, his Lord said unto him, well done, you good, and what kind of servant? 
you faithful servant. You have been faithful over little things. I will now make you ruler over what? Over many things. In other words, when you are faithful to the little things, God will increase you for bigger things. Amen. And faithfulness starts with God. Watch this now. Look down. I'm jumping now in verse 26. Look in verse 26. His Lord answered and said unto him. This was, watch this now. This was the person that wasn't faithful over what, what, what the uh, person gave him. And so people don't realize that when you're not faithful over the little that God gives you, that's why it ends up looking like you're getting it taken away from you. Right. Look now in verse 26. He says, and the Lord said unto him, you wicked and slowful servant. So that just tells me that when you're not faithful, faithful laziness is a, is a byproduct of unfaithfulness. Amen. He says, uh, thou wicked and slowful servant. Thou knew that I reap where I don't sow and gather where I haven't straw. Look in verse 27. You are therefore to have put my money to the exchangers and then at my coming, I should receive my own usury. Here's the promise in verse 28. Take therefore the talent from him and give it. Do what? Come on class. Say it again. When somebody gives you something, do you have to pay for it? He said, take it and give it to who? Give it to the one that was faithful. And when you are faithful to God, God will give stuff that belongs to sinners to you. They worked hard for it. But because you were faithful to him, he's going to transfer from them to you. He said, well, I don't believe that, Pastor. I don't believe that, Pastor. Well, you don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe it. Amen. Uh Go, go now to, uh, here's, let me give you, here, write this down for that commandment. Faithfulness takes me to the top and not to the bottom. Faithfulness takes me to the top so, and not the bottom. So many people only give to themselves. They are not worried about nobody but them. But see, when I'm talking about being faithful, uh, we'll see in uh, another one of our uh, commandments that you have to be faithful to another person before God can trust you with yours. How many know that I was faithful to several churches before I got a church? Amen. Amen. And, and my motive in being faithful wasn't because this was going to happen to me because I really didn't know it at some time it was going to happen. Amen. So your faithfulness needs to be consistent because you never know where it's going to push you. Amen. All right. Here's commandment number four. Uh, take, uh, turn to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. And let me give you commandment number four. Thou shalt remember. Faithfulness promotes me while unfaithfulness demotes me. I'm going to say that again. Thou shalt remember. Faithfulness promotes me while unfaithfulness demotes me. Say this with me. Say faithfulness promotes me while unfaithfulness demotes me. Go to Luke chapter 12. Look in verse 42. Luke 12, 42. Look at this. Now, I think it was the same parable uh, of the situation. Uh, Are you there? Okay, let me get there. I'm in 11, 12, 42. And the Lord said, who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make him what? Ruler over what? So who does the Lord make ruler over his household? The faithful. So guess what? Faithful then, being faithful promotes me. And see, this will keep you from being a brown noser. How many know brown noses on your job? Y'all know what I'm talking about, brown noses, huh? How many don't know what a brown nose is? Let me see your hand. 
Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, all right, we got a couple. That just means you're sticking your nose somewhere that is brown. <laughs> That's about as clean as I can give it to you. That's the PG version. Ask your parents or somebody at home when you get there. Amen. All right. But faithfulness promotes. Go to Nehemiah chapter 7. Let me show you this version, this, uh, this principle again, that uh, being faithful promotes us. Nehemiah chapter 7. Are you getting blessed this morning? Amen. Amen. Nehemiah 7. And uh, we're going to look in verse 1 and 2. Nehemiah 7, verse 1 and 2. Faithfulness promotes me while unfaithfulness demotes me. Let's see somebody in the book of Nehemiah that was faithful and see this happen to them. Because I'm going to declare that over you this morning. Nehemiah chapter 7. Now it came to pass when the wall was built and I set up the doors and the porters and the singers and the Levites were appointed that I gave my brother Hananiah and Hananiah the ruler of the palace charge over Jerusalem. Watch this now. He gave this man charge over Jerusalem. Why? Because he was a what? Come on class. He was what? He was a faithful man and he feared God above many. Faithfulness will promote you and unfaithfulness will demote you. So don't cheat at work because see you're not working for them anyway. See, some of y'all got bad attitudes. I see you right now. Got bad attitudes at work. You know, you walking in. I ain't, they ain't paying me enough. Well, quit then. They ain't paying me enough. They ain't doing. Listen, but you're not working for them anyway. You are working as unto the Lord. And, and based on God's word, if I'm faithful to him, which means I'm faithful to them, he's going to promote me. Amen. So listen, God sometimes uses uh, people that oversee us as, as rocks to, to chisel off some of the spiritual fat that's on us anyway. See, some of y'all are spiritually fat. That just means you got some attitudes about yourself that need to be shaved down. And see, you never know if you really can walk by the spirit until you are being tested by your flesh. You know, most people, they, they, they think they are really a Christian. Well, I'll know after somebody cut in front of you. I'll know if you're a Christian. <laughs> Amen. All right, let's look at the, the uh, what commandment am I on? Number five. Let's look at commandment number five. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And here is commandment number five. Faithfulness, thou shalt remember, that faithfulness is required for every steward or every manager. Faithfulness, you shall remember that in order for you to be a manager, faithfulness is required. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, if you're there, say, I'm there. If you're not there, say, I'm not there yet. Okay, all right, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. I'm going to say the, the principle again. Faithfulness is required for every steward. See, what you don't realize, and you can write this down, Psalm 24, verse 1, you can write that down. It says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And then it goes on to say, and all that dwell therein. So he didn't just say that everything, the earth belongs to God. He says, and everything in it and the people. So a steward or a manager is someone who manages someone else's stuff. And that's the problem with most Christians. We think what we own is ours. When really we're nothing but managers. Amen. 
Now, 1 Corinthians chapter, what I tell you? Chapter 4, look in verse 2. He says, moreover, it is what? It is what? It is required. What does required mean? That means you can't get away with it. It's like a prerequisite course in college. You cannot finish and graduate with your major or with your degree without taking some basic courses. And if they, now, see, some courses you can kind of clip out, clip out of. But these days, you know, they, they try to make you take the courses just because they need the money from you. Amen. They don't even let you take the test no more. They just start you right here. That's where you're going to start. He says, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found what? A man be found faithful. The word steward there is the word in the Greek, manager, employee, and overseer. I'm going to say that again. In the Greek, the word steward there is the word manager, overseer, and employee. So really what he's saying is it is required that a manager, an employee, and an overseer be faithful. And that's why some believers don't have any more than what they got. Because they can't account for their faithfulness to God with what they had. I, 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 I dare you. I challenge you. I double dog dare you to go back and look at your money last year that you had and see if you can count for it. See, God don't just look at what he's given you. He's looking at how you handle it. After he gives it to you. See I used to think being faithful. Was being a tither. No that don't mean what faithfulness is. Because you can give what belongs to God. That just means you're not a God robber. But then if I waste the rest of what I had. He can't trust me with more. Uh, go, go, go to Leviticus very quickly. Go to Leviticus. Go to Leviticus 27. Let me show you something. Leviticus 27. See until you learn. And I learn. And, and, and people. You know they. I. I can count on one hand how many times I specifically teach on money throughout the year. I can, te- I can do that. You just go and look at all my topics. But every now and then I'll sprinkle something in here because there are some people sitting among us who, who are stuck because they don't trust God enough to do what he says. And it's not until you trust God that you can see that he can be trusted. Leviticus 27, look in verse 30. We're talking about now, faithfulness is required to be a steward. Well, we have to be faithful over everything that God has put into our hands. And in verse 30, it says, look in, look in verse, well, let's just read verse 30. Read it with me. And all the tithes of the land, whether it's of the seed of the land, or if it comes from the fruit of the tree, is whose? Whose is it? Whose is it? Whose is it? Whose is it? It's the Lord's. Now, let's just talk about faithfulness here. You ain't faithful with money until you give God what belongs to him. Now, see, uh, uh, everybody say years ago. I knew this, but you don't know it until you test it. See, I don't mind giving God the tithe. I don't mind giving God the tithe. I don't mind giving God the offering. But I want to give God the offering I want to give him. Okay? Y'all understand what I'm saying? You know, I, I, but, but I learned years ago that I need to come and say, okay, Lord, if, if, if you want me to do anything extra than what I'm doing, I'm okay with that. Now, my flesh is saying, I hope you don't tell me to do nothing else. I hope you don't tell me to do nothing else. But see, my flesh has gotten to the point where it trusts my spirit now. 
Because I don't remember the last time that someone, listen, now I'm not a prevalent speaker. I, I'm not on television. People don't know me. I mean, you know me, but I'm not like real known. And so it's odd for me to be invited to speak at someone's church. And when I only spoke for 45 minutes, maybe an hour, because they gave me 45 minutes to an hour. And, and, and if you're bringing someone that far to speak to, you know, to your church, you want to make sure they give that church as much as they can give them. And so I spoke to this church. When I spoke to this church now, the honorarium that they gave me was $10,000. Or was it 5000 It was $5,000. Now, think about it. I spoke for an hour. That was $5,000 an hour. How many make that? Let me see in here. (laughs) How many want to make that? Let me see. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, watch this. Because I was faithful to my assignment, and because what I preached to that church came from the sincerity of my heart and from God's word, that church now, watch this now, their finances has increased between six dollars to $10,000 a month. And the testimonies of those people is incredible. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to give God what belongs to him. Now let's look at the next commandment, all right? Thou shalt remember, we're in commandment number six. Thou shalt remember that unlike working, which, which helps maintain our bills, faithfulness positions us for financial independence and entrepreneurship. I'm going to say that again. I know that's a long one. But unlike working which helps us maintain our bills. Faithfulness positions us for financial independence and entrepreneurship. I'm going to prove it to you. Go to Luke chapter 16. Luke 16. This will be our last one. Luke chapter 16. All right. Luke 16. Look in verse 10. I'm going to say it again so you'll get it. Unlike working, which helps us maintain our bills. That's why you go to work. You don't go to work because you love the Lord. You go to work because you don't want your life cut off. Amen. The Bible says if you don't work, you shouldn't even eat. So those people on the side of the road, some of them I help and some of them I don't. Because they're violating a principle. Now, I do believe in giving to the poor, but I don't believe in giving to 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 the poor on purpose. You know, some people are poor because of their situation, and some people just poor on purpose. <laughs> Those are people who don't, they want you to bless them. They don't want the Lord to bless them. And then they have the nerve to say, God bless you. Do you even know God? You don't know God. Don't bring him in this. God didn't bless you. I did. <laughs> no, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Okay, okay. Luke chapter 16, look at verse 10. Here's my point again. Unlike working, which helps maintain your bills, faithfulness positions us for financial independence and entrepreneurship. Luke 16, look in verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in what? In much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in what? Watch this now. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous money, who will commit to your trust true what? Riches, and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, 
who shall give you that which is your own. Therefore, that says to me that when I'm faithful to somebody else's stuff, God now puts me in position for me to have my own stuff. That's financial independence. That's entrepreneurship. He says, watch this now. Let me read it again. Look in verse 12. And if let, let me flip the verse. Maybe that'll help you. Let's flip the verse. And if you have been faithful in that which is another man's, then someone's going to give you your own. That's verse 12 flipped. So guess what? Being faithful qualifies me for financial independence and entrepreneurship. And I don't know about you, but the only way to get the wealth of the sinner is for, watch this, number one, to be faithful, but also to have a product or service that they got to use to come and get it, give you their money. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. One of our members told me a couple of weeks ago, what they brought in that one day is what our whole church does in a week. I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> I was like, Praise God. I'm believing for that too. Amen. Write this down. You can work and not be faithful, but you can't be faithful and not work. I'm going to say that again. You can work and not be faithful, but you can't be faithful and not work. So I want to pronounce on you this morning. The, 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 a level of stamina of faithfulness so you can stand and consistently be faithful. And let me say this to you. Faithfulness first starts with God. See, until you get in God, involved in God's work, God don't get involved in your work. I got a, I got a, a, a principle next week on one of the, uh, commandment number six or seven. Man, you're going to see that, wow, it, it's my voluntarily... Uh, responsibility to first for, for me to go first. See, we wait on God. Oh, go get God if you'll do. God just told me something today, and 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 there's something that my wife and I are believing for, and there's something that He told me to do to this morning in the shower. He said, "You ain't you ain't you ain't activated no faith." He said, "Well, you ain't done." He said, "Just just because you prayed for it." He said, "Ain't you ain't done nothing?" That just initiates. The, the, the situation. So he gave me a faith action. Faith without is what? Dead. Dead. So next week I got a good principle for you. Did you get something this morning? Yeah. Give the Lord a hand clap if you would. I want you to repeat after me. Stand up to, to your feet. No, no, no. Sit there. Sit there. Sit there. Say after me. Say, Father. Father. Say, Father. Father. Help, me Help me to be faithful. To be faithful. Help, me Help me to be faithful to you. To be faithful to others. And I thank you now. That through my faithfulness. Increase is coming. Financial independence is coming. Entrepreneurship is coming.